Hello and welcome to this episode. This is an exciting episode because I'm using a new microphone and I'm going to explain why I'm using a new microphone in a moment. But for now, welcome to this episode. My name's Chloe. I'm a personal trainer and my goal is to bring you education, inspiration and motivation through these episodes. Okay, so the reason that I've got a new microphone is because I'm going to start another podcast. So I'm going to have this one as like the Chloe podcast with like nutrition, lifestyle, training, just general updates, motivation kind of stuff. And then I'm going to create a separate one for Dan and I's personal training business. And it's going to be tailored more towards client focus, nutrition, training, Q&As, client interviews. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm saying it now because if I put it on the podcast, it's going to happen, isn't it? So if I say I'm going to do something out loud to people who are listening, that keeps me more accountable. So I'm saying it now because then it'll actually happen. But going back to today. So today I want to talk about metabolism and dieting and metabolism, metabolism myths, that was a lot of metabolism in one sentence, and cheat meals and diet breaks. And of course, I'm going to offer some sensible advice. So first of all, there's quite a lot of confusion around the metabolism topic. And I'm laughing to myself because I feel like if I say metabolism one more time, I'm going to say it wrong. There's a lot of confusion around it. And it's only something really that I've been researching more recently myself because I used to be under the illusion that my metabolism was broken. So I had convinced myself years ago that I couldn't lose weight because my metabolism didn't work very well from my yo-yo dieting, which isn't exactly incorrect. Actually, no, it is incorrect. There's exceptions. So I'm going to go into that today. But ultimately... I can guarantee that your metabolism isn't broken. So if you're sat here thinking, yeah, my metabolism is damaged or it's it's broken from years of yo-yo dieting, then I would bet that it's not. So your metabolism might change. It might slow down. Things might change, but I can guarantee that it isn't broken. So first of all, I'm going to talk about your BMR, so your basal metabolic rate, which I've spoken about in another episode. I can't think which one it is. I think it might be um, dieting myths. I did an episode on dieting myths and um, carbs, protein and fat, and I think it was in there. But your BMR, so your basal metabolic rate, is responsible for the majority of calories that you burn every day. So this is not from exercise or your general everyday movement which would be your need so this isn't from movement that you are doing during the day or from your exercise this is the calories that you've burned from staying alive basically so the internal processes that keep your organs functioning regulate your temperature allow you to breathe so everything that your body is doing to stay alive that is your BMR this is often why people diet on very low calories because they don't take into consideration the BMR. For example, if you see somebody trying to burn off the calories they eat. So I've seen this quite a few times 
in the personal training world when I have a client that says okay so I'm going to eat 1200 calories so I need to be trying to burn that much as well and that's not right so your body's probably going to burn 1500 ish it's going to vary for everyone but let's say uh, for a typical 150 pound female who is five foot four she will probably burn around about 1500 calories at rest so that's per day at rest that is with no exercise at all so if that's the case if this five foot four 150 pound female was to go for a run and burn 500 calories she is then in a calorie deficit for that day because she's burnt exercise on top of her calories at rest so your body's going to be burning no matter what and the calorie deficit comes into either energy expended or energy consumed so i.e what you're eating or what you're burning off so on a diet your basal metabolic rate slows down So the body continues to operate in a normal fashion, but the calories burned from your BMR will decrease. So this is where metabolic adaptation will occur. You adapt to eating less and to losing weight. So your body's very clever. Your body becomes more efficient and you will adapt to the fat loss. So for example, if you're in a 500 calorie deficit, you've been in this calorie deficit for months and you've been losing weight for months and then you stop losing weight. Sometimes people refer to this as a weight loss plateau, um, and then they think that they're almost stuck in a a dieting place, so they can't diet anymore because they've dieted for, for too long, which is true to an extent, but if you think about it, you're now carrying around less mass, which means you're gonna burn less energy every day. Even if you do the same 10,000 steps now as you've done to lose body fat for the last few months. So if you're doing exactly the same thing every single day for months, but you've been losing body fat and you are carrying less weight, you're carrying less mass, you're taking up a smaller place on earth, which means you're not expending as much energy, then your calorie deficit is smaller. So your BMR is lower, as you lose your weight, your BMR is going to drop. Your energy needs are lower, which means your deficit is going to reduce. So even if you haven't changed your calories or you haven't changed your exercise output, your calorie deficit will change. And this is an inevitable part of weight loss. So there's going to come a point throughout your diet period, throughout your diet phase, where if you want to continue to burn body fat and to lose weight, something will need to change at some point either you will need to make your calorie deficit bigger by increasing the amount you burn or decreasing the amount you eat and this is one of the reasons why it's always best to diet on higher calories because if you go straight in with a thousand calorie deficit and let's say you're consuming 1300 calories and then you do that for weeks and weeks and weeks until there comes a point where you need to change something that was the cat saying hello then you're going to struggle because if you're already doing a lot and you're eating quite little, there isn't a lot of room to play with there. So you either need to eat even less or do even more, which then becomes harder to adhere to. That's most likely when you're going to give up. So I always recommend it is best to diet on as high calories as possible while doing as little as you can exercise wise, because then you've got so much room to play with long term. This is also a good reason to maintain as much muscle mass throughout a diet. So sometimes you might see coaches or um, weight loss people talk about how important it is to keep up your protein during a diet phase and 
also prioritizing strength training as well as ensuring a high protein diet because the more muscle mass you have the higher your bmr is going to stay so if you are um carrying more muscle mass then you are typically going to burn more so what about people who eat low calories but don't seem to lose weight so people who maybe diet for long periods of time and then they don't seem to lose any weight now a reason for this could be that the lower your calories are the less energy you have which means you're going to move less so that might mean that if you're moving less your bmr is going to be lower which means the daily calories that you're burning will stay low the less you move the less you burn, which sounds fairly simple, but also the less calories you eat, the less energy you're going to have, which might mean you're going to move even less. So I know that I always know if my clients haven't eaten. And in fact, one of the main questions I will ask, I'd probably ask it about 50 times a day. If someone's like, I'm struggling today, I'll say, what have you eaten today? What have you had to eat? Because most of the time we are under hydrated and underfed. And what's going to happen if you're dehydrated and hungry? You don't want to go and exercise. You don't want to move. You don't want to go for an hour walk or go and do a gym session that could be quite tough and hard on the body. You're going to want to sit down, relax and maybe nap and try and save some energy. So sometimes that is when you're going to think, okay, maybe my body isn't doing well on these low calories. A point to note here is that adaptations are around how much body fat or body mass that you've lost not how long you've been dieting so if you've been dieting for years but you haven't lost weight technically your energy needs shouldn't change so if you're still the same weight now as you were five months ago when you started trying to diet your body will probably still need the same calories each day to maintain its weight and burn the same amount of calories each day so nothing really will have changed unless you have lost body fat so that would mean that you don't need to change any calories if you haven't lost body fat so again this is where consistency comes into it because if you haven't if you've been dieting for two weeks and you haven't lost any weight nothing should really change yet so you should stick with this for a little bit longer until some kind of fat loss might start to happen and then that's when you can start changing calories but at the start people think they should lose weight far quicker than they actually do so when weight loss is slower people think that their diet isn't working so they drop their calories then they can no longer adhere to these calories because they're too low so they stop dieting they don't lose weight and they assume that their metabolism is broken because they can't lose weight on low calories now that is absolutely not your fault so if you are thinking yeah I can't lose weight on low calories nobody can nobody wants to stick to low calories long term and weeks and weeks on end as well because that's just not realistic so my suggestion here is to increase your calories set a realistic goal that you can actually stick to for longer because that's going to mean that over time it's more likely to create a bigger calorie deficit meaning you're going to lose more fat loss so it might take longer but it's going to give you more results than if you diet on low calories and for the people who do say I can only lose weight on low calories because I do hear that probably every week I will hear I can only eat really low calories that's the only way I see weight loss no that's the only way you see weight loss at the speed that you want the honest brutal truth is that you're too impatient 
it's not a quick fix and it's not going to be something that you're going to get results with straight away but you are going to get results if you can stick to it for a week, two weeks, a month, two months, long term. It's not just, okay, I'm going on holiday in two weeks and I need to lose as much weight as possible. You can do that, but it's not going to be sensible. You are going to put the weight back on in two weeks. You're not creating habits and a lifestyle, which is the main point of a diet. It's it's all the things that you are going to gain from it. So it's not a good way to do it. So for people who say they need low calories to lose weight, no, you need some patience. And that is something that I'm, I'm being brave and saying more and more to people now in the gym because we're so impatient and it is a long-term thing. We just need the patience to stick to something for long-term. I just want to talk a little bit about cheat meals and diet breaks. So this is quite embarrassing actually that I wrote, I used to do blogs and um, I wrote a blog post once about how we need a cheat meal and it's really good for your body. And now I'm like, oh my God, how cringy. I deleted it. So it's fine. People can't read it now. But I did used to believe that. I used to believe that your body needed a cheat meal to be able to boost your metabolism. I think I actually wrote something like that. Now, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that, I don't agree with having a cheat meal or whatever you like to call it a free meal an off-plan meal I don't I don't call it anything I would just call it a bigger meal but let's say if we label it for argument's sake for this conversation we are going to call it a cheat meal if you had a cheat meal I don't believe it does anything physiologically which I'm going to come on to in a minute but I do think they are good mentally because like I said nobody is going to be on low calories forever it's just it's not realistic however the alternative to look at is that if you are creating a lifestyle that is sustainable and it is sensible, then the argument is you shouldn't need to cheat on the diet. And I did cheat in inverted commas, which you can't see because I'm not on a camera. But I sit here and I talk as if you can see me. (laughs) I'm always using my hands and doing signals, but no one can actually see that. Maybe I should start filming myself for these podcasts. So let's go back to calorie deficit. The longer you're in a calorie deficit, the harder it is mentally to adhere to it. So that means to stick to it. So if you're in a calorie deficit and you have been consistent in this calorie deficit for six weeks, let's say, you might then start to feel a bit grumpy. Your energy levels might dip. You might be a bit tired. And this is why I don't encourage long-term dieting. So essentially a dieting goal is to lose unwanted body fat. You want to feel good. You want to move more, have a healthier lifestyle then eat at roughly maintenance calories and then the end we live happily ever after the diet was successful so I would say perhaps eight to twelve weeks in a calorie deficit and as long as this isn't an aggressive deficit I'm talking about a slight deficit then you might need a bit of a break after dieting after maybe eight to twelve weeks and this could then be a good time to take your calories up to maintenance level So for example, I'm going on holiday in a month today and by that point, if I'm consistent for another four weeks, I will have been in a calorie deficit for 12 weeks. So that's quite a long time. It's not a massive calorie deficit, although my my body fat has dropped quite quickly. Um, But I think it's because, so food wise, my food's still being fairly high, but I do move a lot. So my calorie deficit probably is bigger than I expect. But so anyway, I am going to take a diet break for two weeks. So I'm not going to track. I would just probably eat if I was to be sensible, which I might be, I'm going for two weeks. So I might be sensible for a week. 
and then <laughs> I'll say that now I probably won't I'll be having ice cream for breakfast I'm sure but I'm not going to be tracking anyway I'm having a diet break it's just not going to be controlled whereas usually if I was to suggest that a client take a diet break I would maybe bring them back up to a maintenance level for two weeks so that might be an extra 400 or 500 calories per day for two weeks based on what they've been eating at the moment now that isn't really going to do a great deal to the body so the only thing that's going to change is that you consume a lot more food at the time or let's say in that two weeks and you have consumed um 500 calories a day extra and that's 500 times 14 can't do maths that quick but that would be you've eaten that many extra calories over the two weeks that isn't going to change an awful lot you might gain a bit bit of body weight maybe but it's probably just gonna be water it might be your body just adjusting to extra carbohydrates the biggest thing it's going to do is the mental reset it will offer you so a bit of a mental rest maybe you don't need to track as much or maybe you just feel a bit more relaxed around food in general um because dieting is is mentally tough so in the past a cheat meal has been suggested to kickstart your metabolism into burning more body fat now since then research has come out to show that there isn't a fat burning mode or you're you're not resetting your metabolism some diet breaks can help to level out hunger hormones actually so if you have been you know sometimes if you've been on a diet for so long and then you eat some kind of sugar-free sauce on your salad and it just tastes so good because you're so hungry that you've just lost all sense of what tastes good your hunger hormones might be a bit out of sync as well so sometimes you'll lose your hunger cues so you don't really know when you're hungry or when you're full this can be kind of the long-term disadvantages to dieting if you then get out of sync with your dieting uh, with your hunger hormones so sometimes having a diet break gives your hormones a chance to readjust and they might level out again similarly with a cheat meal sometimes people used to be under the illusion that if you had a cheat meal on a Saturday night, on Sunday you would wake up and your metabolism would be ready to burn fat for another week, which isn't the case. What could have happened is that you had a big meal, a bigger meal on Saturday than you've had for the previous week, which means you're full of energy. You wake up on Sunday, maybe you get outside to go for a walk or you go to the gym because you're full of energy, you're full of food, your body's ready to move and then you end up burning more calories because you've moved more. So going back to the BMR that I spoke about at the start, that's a more likely reason than your body kick-started its own metabolism and started to burn more fat. But like I said, I would advise that a diet is sensible for the vast majority of the time. So then you don't feel like you need to cheat on this diet or you don't feel like you need a break from it because it's a lifestyle, it's something that you've chosen to do and it shouldn't be restrictive it doesn't need to be 100% perfect either so this doesn't mean that you have to track every single thing you eat this could just mean that you're sensible so maybe you do have a bigger meal on a Saturday and then on Sunday you just think okay I did overindulge a little bit yesterday so maybe I'll just bring it back a little bit today and then you make sensible choices so you can aim to make good choices most of the time it doesn't mean you need to do it every single day all day And remember that dieting is a choice. So this is something that I feel at the moment is quite empowering that I can choose what I want to do. I can make choices that are going to help me reach a goal. So I have got four weeks left on this little diet phase and 
I feel like I'm quite proud of the, the what I've done in the last eight weeks. And I've still had a perfectly balanced lifestyle, if you like. I don't know if I like that word, balance. But I've had a balanced lifestyle in the sense that I've I've been out with friends and I've had meals out and I've had drinks and I'm still losing body fat because I'm making sensible choices. Okay, my throat is actually hurting and I'm very dry right now because I feel like I just spoke very quickly and it was a lot of science. <laughs> well, okay, there wasn't that much science, but I hopefully I simplified it because I like things being explained to me in a really simple way so that I can understand it. So that's how I like to explain things to clients in a simple way that makes sense so I hope that made sense and if you do have any questions around metabolism or if you want to ask me to explain anything that I've mentioned then drop me a message and I'm happy to explain in more detail it is a tricky subject metabolism because I think it's one of the areas that's maybe the most confusing when it comes to dieting so I am happy to explain anything else in more detail. But thank you for listening and I hope this was helpful and I hope that you've learned something from it or you've gained something from it. And if you think that there's somebody who might benefit from this episode, then please share it with a friend or share it to social media and let me know what you think because I love to hear any feedback for these episodes. If you are sharing on social media, please tag me on Instagram. It's at underscore Chloe Longstaff. And thank you for listening. I'll be back for the next episode.